the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Well, welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you with me on a Taco Tuesday. But whatever you're munching on tonight or snacking on or imbibing in, uh, let's have some fun together this hour. We've got some crazy stories uh, to get to tonight. Uh, have y'all heard about the diaper spa for adults? Yeah. What Hollywood actress says that leave no letter behind, including P being added to the LBGT crowd? Yeah, those topics and much more. Uh, did we finally have an answer to who left the pipe bomb on January 6th outside the door of the DNC that uh, supposedly, you know, uh, had uh, Kamala Harris fearing for her life as she stepped over it? Nobody seemed to care about. Yeah, much to get into tonight. Glad to have you here with me. Email me at andrewkshow.com, andrewkshow.com. If you missed any part of last hour, um, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we're going to read a little bit more listener mail as we go forward. But before I go any further, let me bring in this man. Speaking of yummy snacks, it is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. That first hour just flew by. Whew. There's just uh, didn't it? Yeah, I, there's just so much to get to. I don't know, but it's I, it's one of the things I love about being able to do this. This is two. We get two hours a night to just really get into the weeds, mm-hmm. and I just I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, was this a joke? I was just looking at Raheem uh, Kassam. Love him. It's been it's been a minute since he's been on the show. We need to reach out to him. He said, "E. Jean Carroll says she's going to buy some premium dog food with Trump's 83." <laughs> <laughs> that guy cracks me up oh Oh my gosh he's so funny he can cross he can cross a line with some words now he can hit it a little too hard uh at some people on uh on x but that's one of the funniest things i have seen with a long time she's gonna buy her some premium dog food do you think that's iams or is it some of that fresh pet you think she's gonna go for (laughs) hey when you got 83.3 million you know, you might as well pop for the fresh, right? Why you need to go bag dry food? Um, all right. Um, hmm. I don't know. Let's, uh, speaking of crazy, uh, guess which actress has said that uh, leave no uh, letter behind? 
Jeopardy is trending on on X tonight. An actress was speaking at. Let's see what event she was at. Let's see what event she was at. She was speaking in front of a group. And she said, it wasn't glad, um, but she was speaking in front of a group of human rights. She was speaking in front of the human rights campaign. And she said on the, quote, myth of heteronormativity, we are not just going to question this myth. We are going to destroy it. And she went on to say, uh, language is something we're going to really be working on. You know, like the language of T and P. Leave no letter behind. That was Anne Hathaway, according to the Daily Wire. Yep. Uh, there is no mistaking of what the left wants that P to stand for. Is there Sesame Broccolini? No, but I did think they had a different, don't they have a new acronym for it? M-A-P, would it be? Aren't they trying to, I I imagine we're thinking of the same thing, but I just, I I don't know why they're so brazen about it this time. I thought for a while they tried to couch it in other euphemisms, didn't they? The, the, The P, being adding P to LBGT, is pedophilia right okay i thought they, they... have been nor- that that the well the left has tried to call them minor attracted mm-hmm. persons mm-hmm. um but that's not what the, the p to be added is there is a push on the part of the left to normalize that by saying um that just because they're attracted to them well she just said heteronormativity is is uh is is needs to be the, the myth of it needs to be destroyed Adding P, what else would P stand for? What else could it stand for? It stands for the obvious. I I, I don't know what else it could stand for. Um, she she might buy into the fact that you know, um, that like many people do, that it doesn't mean that they're going to act on it, or that many people think that children can consent. Um, but she's, there's no other explanation for what P is because that's what the left has been saying. Uh, they want the P to mean, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Andreakshow.com, Andreakshow.com. Uh, that I, I can't think of any other explanation for what, uh, that letter P would stand for. She literally said, leave no mail behind, leave no letter behind. um you're being awfully silent (laughs) well i mean well it's just it's at some point it's there's the crazy stuff and the disturbing stuff and and then there's just stuff that is so truly inherently evil it just leaves you almost speechless because it's so difficult to process how we even got here i mean i can think about it slowly it's this it's the slippery slope rearing its head again right i mean 
it, it all starts with, oh, don't worry, we're not grooming your kids. We're just going to hand out sexually explicit content and in classrooms and teach them mm-hmm. how to have gay sex and also elevate any gay people in society to, into positions of power. And we're going to start, you know, of course, feature, you know, playing along the, you know, playing to that subset of the sort of anti-hetero, you know, homosexual culture, which there's always been a subset about grooming and children and and taking away childhood innocence. And that's what you hear even from California politicians like Rep. Katie Porter. There is no such thing as childhood innocence. We can start, to, mm-hmm. which is a, a way of saying what Alfred Kinsey said in the 60s. There is no such thing as normalcy when it comes to sexual relations. And we're all sexual beings from the moment we're born to the moment we die. And there's no sense in imposing any sort of standards or norms because that's just oppressive. And so this is a part of the sexual liberation of America and liberating people. It, 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 it's just... It, it's, it's, it's sad. And it does remind me. I don't know if you saw this. I know he's taking a lot of flack, but... I saw that clip the other day of Charlie Kirk talking to to young um, women about you know if you had a million dollars would you stop doing you know oh, stuff yeah it's, it's like this, yeah. this whole our whole society has just been completely sexualized it's the pornification of modern American culture and it's really yeah. it, there's no boundaries there's no limits to this hedonism it's but again it's also just it's it's evil it is evil you're pr- at this point they want to normalize preying on children they would rather accommodate child predators than actually hold people accountable for that kind of thing and then throw people in prison. God forbid we imprison people or throw them in insane asylums or you know punish the offenders for, for doing horrible things. We should just normalize evil, which is it's just like that clip we played the other night from, that, from Law and Order. It, it's the same thing about yeah. that, that woman character saying, oh, we can't throw him in prison. He won't be okay in prison, so I'll just be okay with the fact that I was raped. It, it, it's crazy, but yeah. that's the world yeah. that we're living in now. It, it's literal yeah. lunacy. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what else she could have mean by P besides pedophilia. And don't, don't, don't be coming in adding at me. I'm not accusing her of being a pedophile. She may believe, uh, you know, that, uh, that because there are some people who think that, um, was it Andrew Tate, by the way, who talked about, there was, there was somebody who talked about recently, some big name guy who talked about how you can look at child porn and, and it doesn't, you know, mean that you're, um, yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was some big name lefty talking about looking at child porn and, you know, are you looking at, Oh, yeah. And, God. you know, and, but, you know, if you don't have sex with the kid, then you're not doing anything wrong just by looking at it kind of thing. So there, there's, there's, you know, how the left likes to morph and come up with excuses and say, you know, and obfuscate boundaries. So I don't know what she meant. I just know what she said. And I know what the left has been wanting to do. The reason why gays against groomers started was to reject that notion. The notion, and that's what they perceive as drag queens are all about, the sexualizing of children. And they, there's this whole, um, you know, infighting in the in the LBG community that the T isn't a part of them and neither is the P. And that's a good thing that there are gay people pushing back against I, I, the sexualizing yeah, of children. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 I, there is obviously a rift, and I don't know if the movement was just hijacked somewhere along the way, but I do think it is important to note that there have been important figures in the overall LGBT movement, people like Harvey Milk, who 
was San Francisco's first openly gay elected official who also had some seedy relationships with underaged boys and was a part of organizing some of that stuff, at least based on some pretty interesting evidence. So I do think that it is important for people to understand there has been a common theme of that kind of behavior within some subsets Mm -hmm. of the overall, frankly, queer movement in America. I'm not saying it's all. I'm just saying there is that movement and you do see that yeah, there is, theme, and it is connected to certain figures who are widely celebrated in any course on gender or gender theory or critical queer theory, people like Harvey Milk. And that is, well, yeah. And it's, it well, is, how it about is Whoopi sad, Goldberg? But... How about Whoopi Goldberg? Because wasn't she the one who said that it wasn't rape rape when Roman Polanski mm-hmm, gave drugs mm-hmm. to a 12 or 13 year old girl and raped her? So, you know, I don't know what Anne Hathaway is thinking the P is, but I know what the, what the LBGT community thinks it is adding that letter to, to the community. And we know that the, that Hollywood is okay with the sexualizing of children. We've seen it since even before Brooke Shields uh, was, you know, pushed by her mother to play a hooker in pretty baby when she was what, 12, um, so, you know, there's a recent documentary about it, but I don't know on, on Netflix. I don't know if anybody saw it. Um, uh, here, here's another um, story of how insane we've gone as a culture that involves children. Libs of TikTok is reporting that New Hampshire is now home to, quote, the diaper spa where adults who seek acceptance can come to wear diapers and role play as children. Activities include cuddle time changing time, coloring, and story time. It's filled with stuffed animals, cribs, high chairs, and plenty of diapers. And it's located right near a public park where children play. Uh, So the normalizing of adults as children, that, that there's, that age doesn't matter anymore. Age doesn't matter anymore. Adults and children are really no different. And therefore we can blur, if we can blur gender, if we can have people have 70 something genders and we can blur those lines, uh, we can, we can blur age and adults and children. And that's, that's, you know, what is happening to the, that's the psychological operation that's taking place to control the minds, destroy the minds of Americans in order to destroy this nation. And it's absolutely disgusting and despicable. Libs of TikTok said we need to stop normalizing people's fetishes and affirming mental illness. And that's exactly what this is. This started many years ago with no right or wrong, just no right or wrong. Everything's excused, including now, evidently, if you're black, raping women, at least according to uh, Law & Order SVU. We're going to take a break. We come back. I want to hear from you guys on this. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com, and we'll be back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. And just like that, nobody's talking about Carrie Lake anymore in the bribery scheme. Nobody's talking about it. Somebody, former head of the Arizona Republican Party, goes to a candidate and says, you know what, if you don't run, you know, you can make bank. I got a call from the people back east. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're it's off the radar screen. 
I guess we've got bigger fish to fry. And, and of course we do when we have upwards of 10, 12 million illegals uh, being brought here by the U.S. government to take us over from within. Um, let me go back and read another listener email here. Uh, we were talking about this Taylor Swift thing. Um, this whole, you know, yesterday there was a report that almost 20% of Americans said that they would vote for whoever Taylor Swift said they should vote for. I mean, I could, we can probably survive a Joe Biden presidency, but can we survive in America where almost 20% say they would vote for whoever Taylor Swift told them to vote for? Here's what Lori Olson said in an email to me. She said, and remember, she had a concert to make money for Hamas. Says a lot. Sure does. Sure does. You mentioned last night, Sesame, about her with these, uh, remember the cookies in 2020, vote Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now evidently um, there's I, 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 I was thinking about it today after our seg last night. And I was thinking about the fact that I don't believe that it's a real relationship between her and Travis Kelsey. I don't believe it is. And let me tell you why. Before we get into the big dust up and what's going on in Twitter over Taylor Swift. Um, and, and I hadn't really given it two thoughts because, you know, her music is so bad. It makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball. And I've given up football and the NFL. So I didn't even know Travis Kelsey evidently had a reality show about him. I mean, I've so tuned out the NFL that I didn't, wasn't even aware of this dude other than he's stupid and was, was bragging about getting two doses, supposedly uh, the Pfizer shot or the Pfizer shot and the flu shot at the same time. But I got to thinking, what is the likelihood that the biggest star in the entertainment business supposedly was already in a boyfriend, serious boyfriend relationship with one of the NFL's most celebrated stars. And nobody knew about it until she showed up at his football game. Kanye West is walking around LA in a full mask and gets assaulted by a, not assaulted, but gets harangued by a TMZ reporter. Nobody saw her out on a date with him. Nobody leaked. Nobody knew. How in the world could she have a foot? Because she said that the first time she went to a base to his football game was not the first date, which everybody assumed it was because she had not been seen anywhere with him. There were no rumors, nothing. And she was already in a relationship with him and it was serious. I'm not buying it. They've never been seen anywhere else together. They've never been seen at a restaurant anywhere. It just so happens that this is an election year and there's videos out of the Biden administration and their psychological group talking about using influencers. And I, I, I just I call me a conspiracy theorist, but in the words of the great judge, Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. It does not make sense. This is a real relationship. Your thoughts, Sesame. Well, I mean, I, I can't, I, maybe it is a real relationship. I don't, I don't know. I will say it's sus how it gets started and how it gets introduced to the public and Look, my yep. my knowledge of Taylor Swift is very minimal because, like you, when I listen to her content, Ugh. I wonder how can this even be legally Ugh. called music. Um, yes, it's it's really Ugh. just the most basic, bland, vanilla. Boring. It doesn't even have the flavor profile that a standard vanilla ice cream would have. I know you don't like ice no. cream. I love ice cream, but even vanilla, just store bought vanilla, not even vanilla bean or French vanilla, has more flavor 
than your average yeah. Taylor Swift it's song. It's electronic, you know. And uh, by the way, she, she can't sing, and no, so it's no, all no, it's it's all super produced, hyper auto tune. And by yeah. the way, I think she is just as just as bland as the music that she makes because the yeah. art is a window into the artist, if that's what you want to call her. Having yeah, said that, she's look, a shell. She yeah, she is, and uh, honestly, maybe that's maybe that's part of it because she just kind of chameleons. She'll just sort of yeah. adopt what people. So if she thinks that Joe Biden's cool, and maybe some handlers of his get in her ear and say, "Hey, you should wear a Joe Biden T-shirt," or you know, start going to his events or bring him out to one of your concerts. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a see a Taylor Swift concert soon with Joe Biden walking out on stage and being like, you know, vote for me in November. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't put anything past the left in terms of their tactics. Their strategy, they're so well, look, power know, hungry. Right. So if this is a big right. conspiracy thing, it would not surprise me if somebody's right, because in you've ear. got the NFL. You've got the NFL that is completely there. What are they doing at their Super Bowl? It's a whole LBGT thing. Oh no, uh, we all know about the wokeness. We know, uh, you know, with um, uh, not even just the taking a knee and all well, that. At the end, the end zones, I, they back have when I was still, racism oh, written into the into yeah. the ground of the turf. It's like every single moment of downtime in the NFL now is woke messaging. It's it's and really they're going to do the black national. They're doing the black national anthem at the Super Bowl. Back when I was still watching it before they took the knee. Uh, you know, Sunday night I'm watching Sunday night football, and it's like he start talking about guns and gun control. It's like oh my gosh, you know. So it's we know the NFL has gone completely woke. We know. Travis Kelsey is. We know that you know um, he's pushing Pfizer. They're the main sponsor. We know she's a lefty. We know she's an attention hound. Any, she's got a major tour right now. She's pushing that she made a movie of. Uh, you know, she's you know worse than Madonna when it comes to you know um, constantly looking to advance her brand. You know, actually, it's a marketing plan. So why what? And the left want to get in on it but now you know the left the right conservatives you said are in a battle right now between poso jack Posobiec, and others on on twitter tonight about it or x the artist formerly known as twitter <laughs> yeah yeah there's just what's some, going on with poso and others oh uh, there's some back and forth you know jack Posobiec thinks that taylor swift is really just uh, a liberal and it's not that deep and there's no plot she's just a lefty and she's in entertainment so it makes sense and what else would you expect blah 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 and there's some other people that are saying well you can't give in to this idea or the theory of it because then you'll just you know blow her up and make her a household name and just give more energy she already to her. is but that's the thing. She's already a global superstar. I, I mean, people know who she is. And apparently she's pretty popular if 20% of people are willing to vote for whoever she votes. Like, that's crazy to me. Um, that's look, insane to me. I love the Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl. But I would not vote for somebody just because Dave Grohl says he's got my vote or she's got my Like, that's not. Jim Morrison. Yeah. That's you know, not... whose music I loved as a kid. Mm -hmm. My dad got me turned on to the doors because I was yep. really all about R&B. And um, it, Jim Morrison could get up out of the grave, fly over <laughs> here and tell me who to vote for. And I'd be like, man, shut up. I vote for who I want. OK, <laughs> people are strange. I mean, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't. It, wouldn't yeah, no, you're right. You are right, though. It's it's great group it, the difference is they actually made music so i have yes. some more respect for the doors and ray manzarek robbie krieger uh jim morrison um and john yeah. densmore on drums but no i mean yeah it's it's i don't the point is 
there, there's a split in the conservative movement. Should we trust this or not? Is there really a there there? Who do we know to believe? And how can and I get it? Conservatives are just gut. Your own gut. She's a political tool. Whether she's doing it consciously or subconsciously, she's a political tool for the left. The left is using, just like they've used Hollywood, just like they've used the NFL, they're just like they're using schools against the minds of children. There is nothing that they will not use, no aspect of our society that they are not corrupting. There is nobody that uh, that they can't take advantage of to turn into their useful idiot. There's no low that they won't go. And she is the quintessential useful idiot, whether this relationship is genuine or not. And I think that we need to be talking about it because it doesn't elevate her. It actually brings attention to the strategy that the left is using and wakes people up to it, to the psychological operations that they're playing on us. And we need to get better at messaging about it. What's wrong with saying, you know, what? And by the way, there's, there's too many conservatives, maybe, and maybe if it will do anything, I love Alex Clark. I think she's so adorable, politics, but she's too much of a Swifty. It's like, girl, wake up. You know, if we're, if we're having awareness of what Disney is doing, and by the way, Libs of TikTok has tweeted out that Disneyland up in Anaheim had a white privilege wheel, a wheel of privilege in there. You know how everybody's like lunchrooms have the EEOC and your employee rights. They had a privilege wheel up in there. Where is the EEOC, right? Um, you know, and, and so many people are like boycotting Disney, never going back. Yet, you know, we got these conservatives, you know, that are Swifties. Come on now. If nothing else, maybe some conservatives will wake up and go, I'm not going to support a political idiot who puts out bad music. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears because there's breaking news today about Jan 6. And uh, who actually is behind the pipe bomb that was was left uh, outside the DNC and the RNC? Stay with us. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we get into this Jan 6 story, I just saw this. Six pro-life activists were found guilty on Tuesday for, quote, conspiracy against rights and violating the freedom of access to clinic entrances, uh, F the FACE Act, in relation to a peaceful protest outside of a Tennessee abortion facility in 2021. So in October of 2022, uh, the Biden administration uh, had announced that they were going to charge these activists for their blockade. Uh, What this is ultimately about, um, six have been found guilty of a misdemeanor as well as a felony, uh, which carries a possibility with it up to 11 years in prison and fines of up to $250,000. Now, mind you, what they have done with this is they have criminalized the right to peacefully assemble. Because if you peacefully assemble outside of an infanticide clinic, that's now illegal. 
what you are choosing to protest as a part of exercising your First Amendment rights is now officially criminal. Now, mind you, these people are looking at 11 years for peacefully protesting, exercising their constitutional rights. And the guy who leaked from the IRS, who committed felonies in leaking Trump's tax returns, five years. We have no justice system in this country, none whatsoever. This is why those hags, the slobs on kebabs that Allison from One American News calls them at The View were so reckless and stupid to be celebrating the injustice that took place in the E. Jean Carroll case because communists don't care who you are. They don't care if you are somebody named Karen Johnson with dreadlocks who stole a Jewish name to try to get gigs and calls herself Goldberg. They don't care if you're Joy, ugly Joy Behar who hates people or, or, or Alyssa Farrah who called herself a conservative when she was working for Trump and is now abandoning what she supposedly believed in. Doesn't matter who you are. They are coming for, for you, coming for you. It just happens to be uh, the, the, it has to start uh, with the people who stand in their way, but then eventually it comes to everybody because there has to be, everybody has to be come under the thumb of the elites uh, in communist societies. One of the ways uh, that they have, uh, they get communism over is, well, I'm trying to segue here back to Jan 6. Well, let's just say back to Jan 6. Here's who, remember how they could show up at find little old ladies that didn't even go inside the Capitol, but they couldn't find out who the Jan 6 bomber was? Well, a new report's out tonight that the J6 pipe bomber was a, quote, former government official. And the FBI had his license plate number, but refused to, inter- to interview him. So this, according to Gateway Pundit, a to refresh your memory, a mysterious suspect, mysterious suspect planted two pipe bombs, one at the RNC and one at the DNC headquarters, and uh, um, safely, de- which were safely detonated by the bomb squad on uh, January six. They saw videos of him. He's in a hoodie, carrying the suitcase. Um, they just couldn't seem to find out who this person was. Uh, In 2023, the FBI put out a a $500,000 reward for information, Um, you know, fast forward just the other day. uh, I think, uh, was it, who who was the outlet? Was it Revolver? Has been really digging, put out some video recently um, showing all the video surrounding the DNC and the RNC and everything related to the video footage of this person. Um, in May of 2023, our man Biggs and others started demanding an update from the FBI because the FBI tried to bury it. Um, so now, according to reports, um, it was a, a whistleblower revealed that the field office had requested other field offices to canvas and da da da. The story goes on. Um, Jim Jordan got involved, and now we find out it was a former. Uh, F, a former FBI, apparently, and um, the FBI just ref- knew about it and refused to follow up on it. Any thoughts, uh, Sesame Broccolini? I, I think is this is just one more piece of information to prove that the FBI and our federal government, uh, you know, was behind January 6th and it was a Fed surrection. What more do we need to know? 
nothing more. I mean, it's, it's so abundantly clear. This was designed to do a few things. Uh, um, and in my, at least in my opinion, I, I, I believe it was at least in part staged. We, and the FBI still has not explicitly said or denied the allegations that there were field agents or operatives uh, on the ground that day. But I, I, I just, I, I think it's incredibly clear this was designed to crack down on free speech, freedom of assembly, the First mm-hmm. Amendment, but only if you're conservative. That's that's a, this is all political. It's the First Amendment is totally intact. It's totally fine if you're one of the pro-Palestine protesters who stormed into the Chicago City Hall today and starts waving around a flag and disrupting democracy and disrupting proceedings. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the left, you can be you know as, as violent as you want, and the more radical you are, the better for the deep state. This is all political. It's a leftist takeover. This is an assault on Trump supporters. They figured we have we want to persecute them. We want to crack down on them. How can we justify it? Not just from a legal political perspective, but in the court of public opinion. How can we yep. get people to buy into the notion that Trump supporters are uniquely threatening and need to be subdued and need to be subverted yep. and need to be censored? So they create, they manufacture the crisis knowing when there is a crisis, people will sacrifice their rights. They'll allow us, they'll right. allow tyranny, they'll create space for it. And people don't seem to get that. The useful idiots don't seem to understand. If the government can just treat us like terrorists every single time they think there's a crisis, they will just start manufacturing them left and right well, to yeah. go after their well, enemies it, yeah. or their critics. And, right. And the, the people that are supposed to be investigating it are the people committing that. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's it, because the FBI, by the way, uh, initially we were told that the devices were um, detonated on J- January 6th. They were inoperable. Which is why Kamala Harris practically steps over it outside the DNC and the thing sat there for 12 hours. Did, and what did I, I gear and I guarantee you, you know who else knew all about this? Mike Pence. Guarantee you Mike Pence knew. He knew. He was involved in hiding his whereabouts on that day so that so that increased charges could be leveled against the Gen 6 defendants. That's why I believe he knew about these pipe bombs. It's despicable. And this is why I'm concerned about this trucker convoy. Because you look at the details of what they what they did here. And this guy's walking around. If you see the footage, he knows he's being videotaped and he ain't even working. He ain't even worried about it because he knows. So he knows nothing's going to happen with this investigation. That no, his, his, his identity will never be revealed. This is why I'm worried uh, about even, even if it doesn't become violent, we have... The nation is on the side of us wanting this to end this invasion going on. So much so that there would actually be support for a deportation force. And I'm concerned that if you if you know the extent that they were willing to do to plant bombs, to scare, to, to create the impression that 75 million MAGA voters are that kind of a threat, you don't think that they will come up with this kind of crap involving this trucker convoy? course they will and best case is they're going to create a scenario that makes them look stupid and wacko and continue the narrative that that maga is crazy there's just no upside for me in this opinion with this trucker convoy even if they're not going uh to the border your thoughts on that before we wrap this segment quickly 15 seconds yeah i just think it's too risky i don't know what what's going on exactly or what the government's got planned but i'm sure it's on their radar it just feels it feels way too risky, especially. I just think it is. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it. 
we're just we're in a we're right now with this this impeachment going on the the biden administration and biden saying stupid stuff the impeachment and just um there was something else the texas we're in a good position with this issue and we don't need it jeopardized but i love the the mindset and the heart behind those wanting to be involved in this we're going to take a break final segment coming up Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I think we have an early nominee for Stink of the Week. At least I'm putting her in for contention. It is far lefty, diversity higher... Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She's just so tired, Sesame. Tight war, slap out from the demanding workload. Oh, my goodness, this poor woman. How much, you know, what do they work? Six, seven months a year? Oh, my (laughs) goodness. It must be so hard to make it to the top of the, the top echelon of, 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 the legal community and the legal industry, particularly when you don't deserve it. Oh, this 69-year-old jurist says she is just war slap out. She says, quote, cases are bigger. They're more demanding. The number of, uh, of a Michi or greater, which is the uh, amicus briefs, I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about. And you know that our emergency calendar is just so much more active. I'm tired, she says. I'm just tired. <laughs> what was it? Who was it? Um... Who was the uh, uh, singer uh, who sang one of the old spirituals? I'm oh, I'm gonna have to. Oh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, my niece used to sing one of her one of her one of her songs about being just war slap out and just being so tired. She says there was a time when we had a good chunk of the summer break. Not anymore. The emergency calendar is busy almost on a weekly basis. I almost have to work every month. What, you mean I don't get a summer break? I got to work. Something comes up in the middle of the summer? Wow. She also went on to complain about how she's just frustrated. Uh, I live in frustration. She says, every loss truly traumatizes me. I'm so sick in my stomach and my heart. In fact, we got a clip of her complaining on this. Can you you play that for us, uh, Sesame? Change happens because people care about moving the arc of the universe towards justice. And it can take time. And it can take frustration. I live in frustration. (laughs) Um, And as you heard, every loss truly traumatizes me in my stomach and in my heart. Um, But I have to get up the next morning and keep on fighting. I'm a poor wayfaring stranger. Who knows that uh, one of the old spirituals? Who knows that song? You ever heard that? You ever heard that old song? <laughs> uh, says to me, so. you're not, you're not from the South, so you don't know that song. I'm a poor wayfaring stranger. I'm traveling through this world with woe. Yet there's no sickness, toil, nor danger. 
and that bright land to which I go. Mm-hmm. My niece used to sing that song. Mahalia Jackson. She's the one that sang it so well. You don't know. Do you know Mahalia Jackson? I don't actually. Yeah. Um, she, she did the best rendition of that song I've ever heard. And my niece used to sing it. Doesn't that, doesn't see, that's what came to mind. You know, I mean, she is just so downtrodden sitting at, how much did they make on the Supreme court? Can you Google that for me real quick while I, while I share some thoughts on this. And she's talking about, she's just gets sick to her stomach at a loss and she's there for change. You listen to her and you realize that there is no way to characterize her as anything other than an agent to destroy the constitution and usher in change of us as a dictator in a black robe to transform America from a constitutional Republic to a communist state. Her job and the job of Supreme court justices is not to change this country. It is to uphold the system on which this country was founded to interpret the law of the land and make sure that it is applied not to change it at the age of 69 She's so run down with this, with this calendar. She's so run down with having to work 12 months a year. I'm probably, what is a high six salary on top of the benefits and the medical benefits and this and that, that they get no business. I understand why the founders wanted term, uh, didn't want term limited limits and wanted them to, uh, you know, be justices for life. But that was at a time in which what the average, you know, age uh, of living, the average death age or whatever you want to call it was what, 39? I don't think they expected them to be on the court this long. Do you, Sesame? It's it's tough to say. I mean, even the, the first Supreme Court justice, John Jay, I believe he lived for a while. I don't I don't know. But that was a much different country. I mean, that was back when this place was still a nation because. This place has fallen apart at the seams and the people that are supposed to be running the ship want nothing to do with it. And by the way, um, a Supreme Court justice is making roughly $270,000 a year, um, depending on if they're, you know, I guess maybe how long they've been there or some other stuff or maybe kickbacks or book deals. I don't know, but they're making a pretty, pretty penny. And like you said, they're working, what, three quarters of the year, maybe somewhere between yeah. two thirds and three quarters. I mean, I, I, I mean, w- Talk to talk to those of us in the working world where 40 to 60, maybe 65 hours a week is normal. I mean, this and it's every single week of the year, except for maybe Thanksgiving. (laughs) This is just I mean, talk about a a group of people who take more vacations than uh, it's just more than their fair share. I don't know. It's it's just it's the entitlement. It's the fake victimhood. It's the fake trauma oh, I'm sorry that we're protecting the lives of unborn children now. I'm sorry that the right to life extends to babies inside the womb now. I mean, I'm sorry, just cry me a river. We're we're finally putting an end to liberal activism in the court, and that's really what she's upset about, the end of the era mm-hmm. of hyper-liberal Supreme Court activism. Those yeah. days are gone. We're getting back, I think we're swinging back finally closer to constitutional originalists which is what it should always be. Every Supreme Court justice should be a constitutional originalist, not just people like Antonin Scalia, but everybody. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. just sad. Yeah, it is. Um, so many topics tonight centering around the overall theme of the Constitution being shredded, which was envisioned as a system to protect us against 
uh, and overreaching, tyrannical government. We will be back tomorrow on Hump Day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Thanks for you guys joining me. Keep your head on a swivel. Email me at andreakshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. If you missed any part of the show, download the podcast. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.